You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. This is The Gunny, and you're on The Patriot Cause. Today, I have another special guest, another state director from the great state of Oklahoma on the podcast today. Like I've been doing this whole week, I'm bringing great patriots and leaders to the podcast to give us how they feel about our country and the organization that they're in. And why are we doing, why is COS doing what they're doing? So today's special guest is John Gwynn from Oklahoma. Thank you so much, John, for being on the podcast. We, at this podcast, try to get people information. We do the research so they don't have to. So all they got to do is sit back, drink a nice cold glass of iced tea, and listen to the great state director from Oklahoma. Welcome, John. Glad to have you. I appreciate it, Gunny. Uh, if, I'd, if I'd known in advance, I would have put my seven-point cap on, and at least we would have had <laughs> a pair okay. of them there. So. Absolutely. <laughs> not, not no problem. I was a Marine, nothing so elite. I was Air Force, but in my deployments over to the desert, they allowed us to wear a seven-point cap, and I just awesome. thought it was the best-looking hat around. So that's, awesome. that's the one I wore, too. But, uh, yeah, we uh, – Oklahoma passed. We were the seventh state to pass in 2016. And that's when the word started to spread around here somewhat. Uh, I was working on the economy. I had retired from the federal government. I worked Department of Defense for after I got out of the military for about another 33 years, I guess. So whenever I finally retired, uh, my group uh, primarily just went to the desert. We were back in uniform, shaved all this off, cut all this off. It just said DOD civilian on my chest instead of U.S. Air Force. But, uh, and loved it, loved what we were doing, uh, loved what we were supporting. But after about 37 years, I thought it was time for a change and uh, started working on the economy for a while and did that for about another seven or eight years. I had also uh, been an adjunct professor of political science teaching American federal government, constitution, and the capstone course for the college. And uh, I had just recently stopped doing that. And of course, with all the the news, you know, you've got to realize after I retired, this was the time that Obama had just come into office and the way things really started changing. Unfortunately, that's the signature on my retirement certificate. I wanted to hold out, but I wasn't going to hold out for another eight years. But I had been hearing about COS at that point. And since I was teaching the Constitution at the university, uh, I saw uh, an advertisement about COS and I inquired. Once I acquired, it was very shortly thereafter, uh, regional director Rodney Huckleberry at that time contacted me 
And Oklahoma had literally been without leadership for about six months or more. And having not been a previous volunteer, but I had educated myself on what was going on and what had happened in Oklahoma. And this was in the, uh, the spring of 2018. Uh, he asked me to consider a role as possibly a joint state director along with another young man out of Tulsa that eventually uh, his family, his wife had some health issues and I took on the role by myself. But uh, I decided that this wasn't something that I wanted to do halfway. I was sick and tired of what I was seeing, what was happening to our country, what was happening to our military, which was near and dear to my heart as a veteran and as a DOD employee. And uh, it just, it was beyond the pale of what was acceptable anymore. So being fed up and sick and tired of only shouting at my television about what was going on and not feeling that I had a voice in any of this issue other than to gripe to everybody else around me, well, that gets absolutely nothing done. I was already a part of too many organizations that talked a lot and never really got anything done. You know, you need a plan, uh, you need a way forward, and you need direction. So I decided to retire completely. I quit a very good paying job at the time and decided if I was going to do this, I wanted it to have my 100% attention and support, and I didn't feel like I could do that part-time. So I explained to my wife, uh, why I was giving up you know, a very well-paying job, and I was going to go do this. And she says, well, what does that pay? I said, absolutely nothing, just peace of mind and <laughs> a feeling that I'm actually doing something uh, to help save our nation. And at that time, uh, like I said, Rodney had told me that there had been no leadership in Oklahoma for several months. And there were a lot of district captains. There were a lot of people that were signed up in the FUT. And as I went through, I'm sorry, the LMT, as I went through the leadership tool, I noticed most of them had never logged on or had been a year or two. And with a concerted effort, contacted every single person that was on that list. <clears throat> Some of them, as soon as I mentioned I was from conventional states, just hung up. Others, uh, I left messages for, never got back. There was probably about 60 people on that team when I inherited this role. And when I was complete with the people that wanted to be involved, the people that wanted to be engaged, the people that said, finally, okay, let's go do something. I had a team of seven folks in Oklahoma. Mm. Uh, yeah. From that point on, uh, since the spring of 2018, we now have uh, close to 150 volunteers, uh, still hurting for district captains, but we all are, and uh, still hurting for regional captains, but I'm filling some critical roles now in legislative liaison, event coordinator. I've got the best grassroots coordinator that anybody could ever ask for, and that's Becky Wolf. <clears throat> uh, our, our communications coordinator, some key roles where I could delegate some of that uh, work and I could focus on the stuff that I should have been. For the first four years or so, uh, it was just me trying to keep the lights on to get the state to grow. Uh, spending all my time in the FUT and the LMT and not really doing the things that the state director should be doing uh, to try and move the state forward. But we have crossed that point 
and there's things shaking and moving in Oklahoma now. And we've had some great success uh, with our legislators and with our teams. That's awesome, John. That's, that's what it takes. It takes great leadership um, to come into these states. And the, the main thing about convincing the states, it's got to be in your heart. You've, you've really got to want to, to do something bigger than yourself. Just like in the military, you and I both been in the military, and we know that the U.S. military is not just about America. It's about the world. We do world missions across this globe, and we have saved billions of lives in this 250 years as this great nation because of us doing something that's bigger than ourselves. That's what Convention of States is. That's why you chose to, to leave the corporate world and say, you know what, inside of me, this is true. And if it is true, I want to give 100% to it. And this is, this is great. And this is what we need to instill in everybody that comes into Convention of States. Our organization is just growing. I mean, it's booming. And the reason is, is because people need answers to what's going on, and they need to have a solution. Convincing the states is a lot bigger. Our solution is a lot bigger than the problem that we're having. And when people realize that, the next thing you know, we are here growing at the rate that we're growing. Thanks to especially leaders like you and, and the great state directors that are out there, especially in the past states today. What I want to ask you is this. When you get ready for somebody to come in to convince the states in Oklahoma, what do you say to them? If somebody calls you up or signs up on the website to become part of Oklahoma COS, what are you going to tell them? You know, what is the what's in it for me? What's in it for America? What's in it for our state? COS. Well, that's that's precisely where we begin is, uh, you know, where did you hear about us and what are your frustrations that prompted you to take that step and sign up or contact somebody? And most of the time it's purely because, you know, they're it, the same as I just mentioned. They're sick and tired of yelling at their television. They're sick and tired of just complaining. Uh, it's time to actually get up and do something to be mobilized, you know, to be part of a, a, a grassroots effort to do something to take back our country. These are patriots at heart. Some are veterans, some are not. You don't have to be to be a patriot. I mean, literally just love of your country and concern for what your children are going to grow up in. And that's a big part of it these days, you know, with the push for CRT and the push for the things that are going on in city councils and school councils that people are going, what can I do, you know? And I, I tell them they've already identified some of that stuff. If they're upset with the school board, they need to show up. If they're upset mm -hmm. with the city council, they need to show up. And if you become a part of convention estates, we can give you the contacts, we can give you the tools and the training so that you understand how you can have an impact, you know, how you can have a voice. And there's, it's a lot stronger voice with numbers. So when you have brothers and sisters with you and you team up with those in your district, 
then you can actually present, you know, a, a unified front of here are parents, here are patriots, here are people, and we're here to make a change. And that way it gives you a much louder voice than you had on your own. So being, being a part of an organization that has the tools and the education to show you how to participate is what a lot of these folks are looking for because they don't have that on their own. Awesome. That's, that's great news. I, like I said, I do a lot of research and I go to a lot of places that people don't know to get the truth. Mainstream media is not going to give us the truth. It's been proven. They, they, all they have is a narrative. And if it's not within that narrative, they'll never tell you about it. But I tell you, the tide is turning. The country is, is understanding what's happening. And many, many Americans are finally realizing that you can't sit on the couch. You got to get off the couch. Stop eating the bonbons. Stop watching CNN, first off, or MSNBC any of them, right? And it was kind of funny as I asked Mark Meckler, the CEO for Convention of States one day, I says, I would like to see a brick, you know, like a, a foam brick that has Convention of States on it. And then when somebody's watching the news, they can take that brick and throw it at the TV and not break their television, but at least get the frustration out, right? So mm -hmm. that's how Americans feel today. They're, they're so frustrated and there's only so much that you can do if you're sitting on a couch. But if you get up and do something, a lot of our leaders are now realizing that they're part of convincing the states and they're starting to run for local, you know, local positions and stuff like the school board, mm -hmm. justice of peace, you know, sheriff. You know, I've met a sheriff that's a, that started off in convincing the states. And that's the key is being able to do that. John, we're going to take a break. When we get back, a couple things that we need to continue to discuss, if you don't mind. One, I know Convention of States does events. We also are ingrained with the legislation, the legislation within Oklahoma. How can we as supporters in Oklahoma and working with the, the leadership team, what can we do to help us with the mission to get more legislators, especially new ones coming up in Oklahoma that haven't heard about Convention of States, part of it. And last but not least, let's talk about the future and the strategy and where you feel that A, the, the supporters and your leaders in your state can help grow. And of course, anything that the national team can do for you. So stay tuned, not gonna wanna finish sitting there eating those bonbons until you heard at least the rest of this podcast. And we'll be right back. After the last election, liberty-minded Americans faced a difficult question. What do we do now? Our cities have been ravaged by riots. Calls from the left to defund the police continue unabated while violent crime and murder rates skyrocket across the country. Joe Biden controls the White House, sort of. Really, we all know that Joe Biden's no longer in control of his faculties and others behind the scenes actually control the agenda. Socialists control Congress. Leftists control the deep state. Marxists control our country's schools and universities. And the tech oligarchs are their willing censors and watchful spies. So who has a plan to stop them? Certainly, we're not seeing courage from Capitol Hill to stand up to the Democrats and their woke mob. The good news is that we do have a plan to stop them. 
This is the only plan that bypasses Biden and Congress to save the Republic. And this plan brings the fight to where we the people have a political advantage. While many Americans were disappointed in the outcome of this election at the presidential level, liberty-minded state legislators quietly swept to enormous victories. Now's the time to use this to our advantage and draw the fight for our liberties out of the swamp and into the battlefield where we the people have the advantage, in the states. This plan to call a convention of states can propose constitutional amendments that prohibit Congress from adding justices to the Supreme Court or states to the Union. This plan can secure our Second Amendment rights. It can eliminate the woke Department of Education, and it can stop the federal government from taking over the state election process. You need to know that this plan's underway already, and it's working. Join five million supporters and citizen activists, along with my friends Mark Levin, Rand Paul, Ben Shapiro, Glenn Beck, Mike Huckabee, Sean Hannity, and many, many more. The Convention of States, ultimately, fundamentally, the way to secure our republic. Washington is so broken it may not be fixable that the only way you'll truly get reform is by having a convention where people decide, you know, we need to have term limits or we have to have a balanced budget amendment. I have endorsed it and I believe very strongly that it's the only way we're ever going to get a balanced budget amendment. It's the only way we're ever going to be able to bring some real reform to uh, to our system. I mean, I, I've been a longtime supporter of the Convention of States, and to reestablish the sort of guiding principles of the Constitution. You have a chance of really saving the republic. I'm I am all in. Conventionofstates.com. Now I'm joining Convention of States to make this happen. So join me in this constitutional revolution at Conventionofstates.com. They have a petition. Go sign it today. Support the only plan that bypasses Biden and Congress to save the republic. Sign the petition at conventionofstates.com. Welcome back, Patriots. This is The Gunny, and we are returning with a great guest from Oklahoma. John Gwynn is the state director of Convention of States. He is joining us on the podcast, and I can't thank you enough because there's so many people out there that need to hear this message and we need to get them engaged. Can't do that sitting on the couch. Can't do that listening to the Main Street Media, but you can do it going to conventionofstates.com and contacting them and letting them know, I want to do something to save our country. So we're going to talk about what is the process for individuals to engage themselves in events in Oklahoma? How do you let them know that there's events coming? And how can they help the state team and the leadership engage and, and be more injected, you know, go to the state capitol, talk to the legislators, call them up on the phone. What can I do if I become convinced of state's supporter what can I do to, to, to help further uh, the Convention of States cause, which is to grow a massive grassroots self-governance organization? We want our power back, and we can all do that through the people. So how are your events put out there, and what can they do to contact the leadership team once they become a supporter and want to be part of these events? A lot of folks that have uh, come onto the team have been through events of that nature. 
you know, we hold our capital surge every year. This year is the 15th of February. And I've had people that uh, had just been volunteers or even not volunteers, just petition signers, because I will blast this out to everybody available to me. And each year our capital surge grows more and more. You know, they're just people that show up and they, oh, okay, well, here's, here's a group of like-minded people that are going to be there. So we work on that. And like I said earlier, we, were, we passed in 2016. And a lot of folks will stop and think, okay, and I talked about how small the team had shrunk to back in early 2018, because people, will, they were focused on one goal getting our resolution passed here in Oklahoma. Once you cross the finish line, you ever watched, you know, a, a marathon when somebody's running forever, they'll, they'll walk it off for a little bit once they're done running the race. And then they get in their car and they go home because that's the only goal that they had. Well, there's a lot of goals that go on beyond just having that resolution passed. And it takes your state legislators and it takes being engaged with those legislators uh, to actually affect that. A lot of people are shy. They're, they're not certain how to go to the Capitol. How, you know, they're intimidated by, okay, this is the state Capitol. These people are our elected legislators. They're not untouchable. They're just folks. They're ranchers. They're business owners. They're retired military people. Uh, and you notice I'm, I'm representing Air Force now, you know, since Gunny was representing Marines. And uh, I'm not going to steal that thunder, I guess. My dad was a Marine, but we went Air Force. And my wife's retired Navy, by the way. But, uh, yeah. you know, how, how do they get involved? So, you know, what we are doing for this year's surge is because we've got a bunch of new faces, is that we're having more face-to-face -face district meetings with people. And we're telling them first about, you know, the presentation of what COS is, what our goals are. Uh, that's one of the first questions people ask. Well, well you were already a past state, so what is there to do? Uh, legislation is our focus now. Uh, last year, the focus was because the, the resolution in Oklahoma had a sunset clause. So we pushed in 2020 uh, to have an amendment made to our resolution uh, to have that clause removed. And we passed the Senate Rules Committee, we passed the Senate floor vote, went to the House, but then COVID hit. And they shut down everything for like eight weeks. And when the legislature came back into session, they probably had around 4,200 bills that they were supposed to act on. Ooh. So the only thing they were focused on was paying bills, keeping the lights on, you know, making sure all those bills that pay teacher salaries and everybody else Oh, by the way, they gave themselves a 15% raise, you know, so that was one of the critical bills that had to be done too. Uh, but, you know, they accomplished that. And I thought, okay, we're just one vote away. You know, they, they waived the rules committee vote because of the emergency of COVID and it only had to be approved by the house. But lo and behold, they went home 10 days early. You know, I was so upset when all that happened. So we just redoubled our efforts this year uh, everybody knows Dr. Tom Coburn, Senator Tom Coburn, who is, you know, our, who was on the board of directors with Convention of States. He was our Oklahoma U.S. Senator. Uh, he was supposed to have uh, spoken to our legislature right before he passed away, but he got so ill that he couldn't travel anymore. So this, 
past year, which was the first year of our session, uh, we reinserted uh, that amendment to remove the sunset clause, renamed our bill in honor of Dr. Tom Coburn, and it was the Senator Dr. Tom Coburn resolution of 2020-2021, and uh, pushed it through in just, you know, in the blink of an eye. So no more sunset clause in Oklahoma whatsoever. We're, we're preserved. Missouri did the same thing. And then we focused on another uh, two bills last year it was House Bill 2030, which was literally, uh, since civics isn't really taught in school anymore, this mandated the teaching of the Constitution, the Federalist Papers, and the Declaration of Independence in our schools. Not only that, but as a requirement to graduate, students in Oklahoma now have to pass the citizenship exam to graduate from school. Just like any awesome. new young immigrant that comes to the country, they can start taking it as early as the eighth grade, but before they graduate, they have to pass that exam. Awesome. So that we're introducing awesome. civics back to Oklahoma schools. The other bill that we helped pass last year, and we did a voter voice on that, we, we contacted 95% of all the legislators in that capital, House and Senate, and there was something around 1,500 uh, emails were sent uh, their voicemail boxes were overwhelmed and shut down. We did that again with the governor. We passed uh, House Bill 1775, which forbade the Department of Education to the Oklahoma Department of Education to mandate teaching critical race theory. That's illegal in the state of Oklahoma now. We're amending that again this year to add some more teeth to it, to uh, change the emergency rules to the permanent rules. So we're, we're still working on that. That passed the House, that passed the Senate. When it went to the governor's desk, we did another voter voice campaign. Uh, we had just under 1,000 phone calls made over the weekend hmm. to the governor's office That's awesome. and shut That's down awesome. his, his voicemail team. Yep. And he signed that at eight o'clock Monday morning because he had 1,000 phone calls in there saying, sign this bill. That's awesome. This yeah, year, this is the power, of, that's the, the things, power of the people, you know? It is. You, know, all, you need that unified voice. You know, one voice can do a lot, but you stop and think to a legislator, uh, emails, they're a dime a dozen, and they're easy to throw away. Just hit a delete yeah. key, and they're gone. Uh, two things that speak volumes to a legislator. One, that's a handwritten letter. Somebody took the time to handwrite a letter to that legislator, and they've got to read it. It's not just an email. The other thing is, is that while most of their day, if they're not in a committee meeting, there's a lobbyist sitting out in their foyer waiting to come in and talk to them about something. They either want money from the state to support their constituent or they want to provide money to a campaign in exchange for support of their business sector or whatever. But I've seen, and this will tell you, you know, the worth of your representative, uh, I was in a, a senator's office one time and there was a lady peeked in and saw that there was somebody sitting in the waiting room and they asked if he was available. And the legislative assistant said, well, uh, this guy here is in front of you. It wasn't me, it was this other lobbyist that was outside. And he, he stopped as she was walking away and he told his legislative assistant, he says, was that a constituent? And she said, yes, sir. He said, go get her. And she ran back out in the hall and when she walked back in, he said, constituents are much more important than lobbyists. 
to actually have a constituent go in and visit a legislator, that may be 1%, if that, of the people that actually come to see him. And Absolutely. If, he, if you are in that district and you took the time to drive to the Capitol to go see that legislator, that speaks volumes. Sure it and does. You can have a, a huge impact on that. Now, a lot of us have developed such a rapport with our legislators now that we we partner. I, I meet with my senator for coffee from time to time, and we talk about you know the session that's coming up, and we target legislature that limits federal overreach, that restores power to the state and to the people. And we've got several bills that we're pushing right now in the state. One is to uh, literally tell any state body or subunit, anybody that gets state money of any kind, it's illegal for you to demand a vaccine for a job application or to remain employed or to get services from that organization. We have a companion bill to it that says it's illegal for any private organization that you can't be served food or you can't go in and have the services of that private organization. And people say, well, we can't tell private organizations how to run their business. We do it every day. You know, we, we tell them what they can do. There's OSHA rules, there's everything. That, the government's in the middle of every private business that there is. This is literally telling them that they can't discriminate against people because they're unvaccinated. Uh, two other bills we're working on, uh, is one from Senate Bill uh, 1141, which is to fight the indoctrination, uh, the political indoctrination and uh, gender indoctrination of our students. Uh, you yep. will not go in there and push you know, some of the stuff that CRT by another name or a lot of the LGBTQ uh, stuff that's going on. And the companion bill to that, 1142, is to take those books out of our school libraries. Amen. And I encourage every parent and guardian to find out exactly what's going on in that school library. You can go to the public library. You can find out what's in that public library. And yes, those books are there, but at least they're over in another section. You know, they're not right there with all the books that teenagers and grade schools need. Yeah, you got to make sure that those things are separate. But in the school library, we don't know. And we're having problems in some of the towns. Uh, Bristow is a, uh, a suburb of Tulsa, where they identified about 40 books in Bristow that were, you know, not just a matter of having any type of sex in the book, but were primarily sexuality and uh, sex in nature or pornographic in nature. And the Bristow school system said, well, we'll pull seven of those. So that left, you know, 30 some odd books left in there that weren't addressed. And, you know, we need to find out there is, there is a committee that approves books for the school library. There is a school board that's supposed to monitor this stuff. This is why we're trying to engage our, our population to go to the school board too is because somebody needs to be held accountable for this stuff. How are you teaching Absolutely. our children? Now, unfortunately, most laws say parent or legal guardian. You know, I would argue also that we're educating the future leaders of our districts and our cities and our states. And this is 
just tax money, you know, from all of us that supports this. So we all have a dog in this fight. You don't have to be a student or legal guardian to go to a school board meeting or to a city council meeting. Make your voice heard, be there and be proud of being a patriot and protecting our kids. So this is our opportunity now, you know, and I've even had, you know, we talked about people saying, what is there to do next? Legislators will say the same thing. I said, well, you supported us. Now it's our turn to support you in your, your efforts. You know, we're not here with our handout like all these other lobbyists. We're here, if you have a bill that is in our swim lane that supports uh, states' rights and parents' rights and patient rights and the rights of the people and restores power to the state and curtails federal overreach, we've got 47, 48,000 petition signers in Oklahoma. That's a loud voice and we'll get That's a loud you voice to help get your bills passed. Absolutely. And the thing about it is, and I, and I, I say this on a podcast over and over again, we have to stand up, show up and speak up. That's how we make a difference. You can't just go to the ballot box anymore. There was a time frame where that was uh, the, the primary way somebody supported a legislator. They just said, I want that guy to go in there. And then that was it. They had to go back home and do what they got to do. But nowadays, that person comes into the office and they're completely different than what you thought they were going to be. And the only way to correct that is don't wait to the next four years or six years. Stand up, show up, speak up now. Put pressure on these people now. And you can't do that unless you have a mass following of liberty, freedom-minded people. And that's what the Patriot Cause is here for, to help people to understand that we've got to get off the couch. We've really got to do something, be active in our communities, be active in talking and being part of the legislation process. And of course, becoming a great supporter of the Convention of States because lots of legislators are listening to us. And I don't know about you, but I like being part of an organization where a legislator actually listens to us because there's so many of us. Last but not least, before we end here, John, tell us anything that you feel that your supporters and your leaders in Oklahoma need to hear today from their state director. Well, uh, just, just like you said, Gunny, literally, you've got to have a voice. And there's so many people out there that don't feel empowered that, you know, my voice won't count. And so they're not heard. There's a lot of people that think just like you do. And that's the advantage of actually becoming involved, you know, with an organization. Uh, if, it, if it's safety in numbers, if it's a matter of security for you, that's one thing. But the bottom line is, is people have sat quietly for too long and it's time to stand up. It's time to take back our country and think about your path forward. Think about what you're doing. You know, think about how you're going to have the most impact. You know, we, one thing that I always do with, you know, when we schedule our surge is I find out who else is going to be at the Capitol in that time frame. 
because when the legislature is in process, there's a lot of far right, far left, uh, you know, extremist groups that go down there. Uh, I know when I had Mark Meckler in Oklahoma, we had a group walking up and down the hallways, literally choked the hallways. You could not pass through because there were so many people shouting in every legislator's office, murder, murder, you know, and, and that's not a way to get your message done. Right. When you go to the Capitol, right. dress professionally, you know, look like a peer, let them know you're a constituent, be kind, be polite, and you will be heard. It's not yes. shouting and yelling above mm -hmm. the din. It, it's acting like an adult, acting like a patriot would. Think about the founding fathers. They didn't accomplish what they wanted to do by just shouting and screaming and calling people names. So whenever you think about your surge or when you think about your opportunity, don't show up on a day when there's going to be a big group of people from a rival camp there. Or don't show up, even if they're a, a, a companion group. You don't want your message diluted or blended or people to assume that you guys are companions and your message is a lot like theirs. So right. uh, plan ahead. Think about it. Uh, be intelligent. Be kind. And you will be heard. Absolutely. Well, John, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. Great patriots like yourself. This is why I wake up every day. I actually have hope. A year and a half ago, I was absolutely distraught. Even before this past election for the presidency, I just knew this country was just headed in the wrong direction. But now I'm seeing the tide turning. I'm seeing so many great patriots stand up that it's just a matter of time. And I'm talking months, if not within the next year, where the voices are going to be so loud that the elitists and the government won't have no choice but to listen to us. And that's acting. That's getting up and doing things. And I'm not talking about just from the federal level. I'm talking about from the state local, even your district level, where people are going in, they're replacing people in the school boards, and they're bringing back what I call the liberties and the freedoms that God has given us. And the government has no right to take these freedoms from us and make us into robots and dictatorships. And you are in the fight, and I thank you so much for that. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week weekend. And we'll stay in touch and maybe we'll get you back on the podcast sometime later on. All right. I appreciate it, Gunny. You have a, you have a great day yourself and thank you for all the things you're doing for COS. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you later. Patriots, we must stand up, show up and speak up. This country is not going to resolve itself through the elites and the politicians. Only American citizens are going to be able to save our country and our freedoms that God has given us. Stand up, show up, and speak up. This is The Gunny Out.